Hello and welcome to the Tuned In Podcast. We're glad you could join us today. I'm Braden and this is Andrew and we're excited to talk about some jazz basketball. Heck yeah. We're coming to you from the from the Hubble at BYU, the BYU Library. Um, so shout out to BYU. Love them. Um, but yeah, I guess kind of get into why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, if you could only see how glamorous our setup is right now, it's pretty sweet. We, uh, we're just two guys. We love jazz basketball, been jazz fans our whole life, and uh, we're, we just love talking about it, so we figured maybe we would take you along for the ride as we talk about it. Yeah, for me personally, um, love podcasts. I know p- podcasts are coming on the scene. Haven't seen a whole lot of jazz podcasts out there for people to just hear about the jazz, like have some takes. So um, we thought, yeah, big jazz fans, let's talk about it. Let's record this. Um, and so... I guess kind of to introduce ourselves, I'm Andrew Folsom um, from Orem, Utah, um, student at BYU right now. I'm a big jazz fan. I've been, yeah, I've been watching every game, been excited to watch them this year as well. Um, yeah, just excited to do the podcast. Yeah, and I'm Brandon Burwell. I'm, I'm uh, from West Valley City, Utah, a little closer to Salt Lake. And uh, I'm also excited to talk about the jazz. I've had a love for the jazz for a while. And, um, you know, as a broke college student, I'm definitely excited to be able to watch him a little more this year, thanks to Ryan Smith. Uh, we'll talk about that He's the man. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, cool, cool. Well, time to get into our first topic. Um, we kind of just want to get into the Jazz this upcoming season, our expectations um, for the team and the lineup. And so... Just to kind of break it down, shout out to Bleacher Report, by the way. They put out a really fire article just saying all of the moves that the Jazz made so we can kind of analyze it. Um, so as I'm pulling that up, I guess, what what do you think about the offseason? Like, what are your thoughts? Oh, man, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I don't know if there's really any slam dunks for the Jazz this offseason. I, do, th- I think, do think there's some really interesting moves, but... Uh... I don't know, kind of a quiet off season for jazz standards, it seems like, <laughs> compared to last year at least. That was a pretty big one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Honestly, like last year, I I personally was, was on a mission, so I wasn't there for the off season. but the team was completely different than when I was watching beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> Almost unrecognizable, but it's been good. Um, okay, so kind of getting into the moves that jazz made. Um, so, do-do-do... Okay, so this is kind of the projected depth chart that the Jazz have. So at point guard, they have Colin Sexton, Talon Horton-Tucker, Chris Dunn. We'll definitely talk about the point guard position. We're kind of worried <laughs> about that. Um, shooting guards, we got Jordan Clarkson. He re-signed his deal. Ojai Baji and Keontae George, excited for him. Um, so we drafted him. And then also at small forward, we got Larry Markinen back, the most improved player, um, Simone Fontecchio and Bryce Sensabaugh, the rookie. And power forward John Collins, Taylor Hendricks, Kelly Oubre, Luca Semantic, and Joey Hauser. And center Walker Kessler, Damian Jones, Micah Potter, and Vernon Carey. Who, yeah, don't think he's going to see the floor, <laughs> but maybe. Yeah, you got to love today's NBA trades where we just throw random players in and then they never play for us. Uh, lots of names on there we probably won't ever see in the Jazz uniform. Uh, it'll be sweet. I, I, uh, I think the only player that really left was Rudy Gay, right? Is that what we said? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It was probably time to move on from him. I, I was excited about him when he came to Utah. But, but uh, yeah, that was a good contract to move off of probably. For sure. Yeah, he was a good veteran to have. Um, so we know it's always good to have veterans to teach the rookies um, how to be in the NBA. Yeah. Um, we, I still love we have Jordan Clarkson can be a good veteran for Keontae George. I don't think he'll teach him how to play defense, but he'll teach him how to put up buckets. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, between him and Colin Sexton, I'm hoping Keontae George just turns into quite the quite the scorer. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you, but I think Keontae George could be could be that Donovan Mitchell type pick. You know, like Donovan Mitchell was like, what was he like, pick 13 or something? Yeah. Um, yeah, Keontae George, where was he actually drafted? Yeah, I think he was, I think he was a 16. I, yeah, I'm really excited about him. I think um, he was a guy who kind of fell late in the draft. Like, I don't think people were expecting him to fall to us that late. And um, certainly in, in summer league, he looked like like he was balling. Like, he looked comfortable with the ball in his hands, which is exactly what the Jazz were missing. Where do so. you go to college? I believe he's at Baylor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's at Baylor. Yeah, he's picked 16. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe it could be another Donovan Mitchell-type pick. I hope so, yeah. He could light it up. Maybe he could get some Rookie of the Year praise if he does well. I don't know. That's Honestly, he's probably like one of the biggest bright spots. Yeah, absolutely. I would say I'm also excited for Taylor Hendricks. Um, for like those Jazz fans that don't really know who Taylor Hendricks is, he is like 3 MD. He can hit that corner three super well. Um, he's tall, so we will have like <laughs> – between like Markinen, Collins, and him, our small forwards are going to be like almost seven foot. He's a tall guy, yeah. Um, and he's, yeah, he's an amazing like defender as well, either inside or outside. So, yeah, I agree. I, I, uh, I'm excited to see him play. We have, obviously we haven't really seen anything of him in the NBA yet. It was kind of disappointing he didn't play at all during summer league, but I don't know. I guess yeah. Jazz know better than we do why that was the case. Yeah, I honestly I haven't really I'm not a big college basketball watcher. I don't know about definitely March Madness, so I haven't really seen him play too much yet. Yeah, he's a baller. It definitely takes a a good player to come out of a um, smaller college to make it in the top ten is pretty big. So yes, it must be pretty good. <laughs> um, I guess we'll also kind of talk about um, the guard position, especially like point guard. Um, yeah, how are you feeling about that? Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of interesting the last couple of days here in the Jazz. I've been on Twitter here in the Jazz and talks about Hero, Tyler Hero, Drew Holiday. Ooh. Actually, I haven't really heard anything about Drew Holiday, <laughs> just some fans wanting that. But I'm uh, I'm one of those fans. <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. It seems like maybe the Jazz are a little worried. I don't know why you'd be worried about getting Hero or, or whatever. But... Um, I don't know. I th- I don't think we're in, in too bad a shape, but could be better for sure. Yeah, I'm kind of worried about our playmaking. Um, of course, Jordan Clarkson can put up buckets. He's getting kind of older, though. Keontae George, we've seen he can score in Summer League. He also is assisting well in Summer League, too, but I don't know if that'll translate. Um, Ojai hasn't really been a playmaking guard. Um, Colin Sexton has kind of shown that he's a playmaker, but not a whole lot. So I guess the beginning of the season we'll kind of see like if he actually can take those keys for Mike Conley and be a playmaker because I don't know last year when Mike Conley went away we kind of lost that um, with Colin Sexton being there so I don't know it'll be interesting to see I also I think a good fit for the Jazz could be DeLon Wright 
on the Wizards. Mm-hmm. Or is he on the Wizards? I don't even know. Recently was, yeah. Let's see. He He's kind of an older point guard, but he, the Wizards have, like, um, yeah, he's on the Wizards. The Wizards have, uh, they have Jordan Poole, DeLon Wright, and Tyus Jones. So yeah, don't think they need all three of those. So we'll no. take, <laughs> honestly, if we need a point guard, we might, yeah. might want to take DeLon Wright. He's been super, super good in the past. Yeah, we'll do him a favor. We'll take him off their hands. Yeah, yeah, but I guess that'll be interesting to see, like, if there is any playmaking from Colin Sexton, but I'm yeah. not really sure. We'll have to give him a chance. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm also really excited about, uh, I don't know if you've seen Bryce Sensabaugh. He kind of fell late in the draft, too. I saw, I was looking at his... Where do you go to college? He was at Ohio State. Okay. 40% three-point shooter last year for Ohio State. Okay. So, you know, I don't know, I mean, I don't really know playmaking-wise. Obviously, we didn't see him either. But, um, you know, if he can come in and play a role for us, you know, good three-point shooter, at least in college he was, then uh, yeah, yeah. that's going to be super helpful to fill some of the holes that our man Joe Engel left. <laughs> I know it's been a while, but we miss him. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know if anyone's really filled the Joe Ingles role. No, I don't think Not so. really. Don't so, see. yeah, that'd be great if, if we could get something out of Bryce Sensbaugh. He was also hurt for summer league, if that's right. Yeah, so I don't yeah. I don't know if he actually played. Yeah. But yeah, I guess kind of just looking at all the off season we had those draft picks, we had John Collins as well, made that trade for him. Um and the kind of just the roster as it is now, we're gonna kinda grade the off season. Um personally I'd probably give it a B. I think that the Jazz didn't really get better to a sense than last year. They kind of lost um, Rudy Gay kind of lost Mike Conley. Um, I really liked Jared Vanderbilt. We lost him, um, so we lost some players like last year um, at that trade deadline. And I don't really know if we fully have gotten the roster back up to the way it was. Um, so kind of for those reasons, I think we did, made some good draft picks. John Collins um, could be a great trade if he proves himself if he's able to play well. But I, I just didn't really see anything to stand out. So I don't know. I give it a B. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I think, I think I'll probably go B. I would say probably say B minus. I'd say looking at the Celtics though and all their homegrown draft picks, it's kind of hard to doubt Danny Ainge. So I kind of, I kind of feel good about what Danny Ainge is doing. He's a wizard. Yeah, he honestly is. Yeah, and uh, you know I think our draft pick situation is not great this year, but um, after that we've we've got a ton of draft picks. So if we can just keep building, right. Hopefully, you know, pick up a couple more wins this year. Might find ourselves in the play. How many How many draft picks do you think we have that are, like, between now and 2029? 2029? So that'd be um, this next season. Uh, are you talking just first-round draft picks? Yeah, how many first-round draft picks do the Jazz have right now? Okay, so I think we for sure have one this year, although I think somebody else owns it. I can't remember. And I mean, we got, we pretty much got like six or seven picks from Gobert and Mitchell total. I don't know. I'd probably guess like 13, 14 <laughs> picks. I don't know. 13. How many years would that be? So it'd be like four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So it'd be like seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, so yeah. So it'd be like seven years worth. Seven. Yeah. I'd probably say 13, 14. Okay, so we got 
Let's see. So 2024, OKC, they've got everybody's pick. Yeah. They got our pick for plus t- our first <laughs> 10 pick protected. Yeah. So if we're bottom 10, we could still get that. Um, and they also have our 2025 pick as well, top 10 protected. Mm. So, yeah, so that's not the greatest. <laughs> no. Um. So 2025, we have three picks, Minnesota and Cleveland in our own. 2026, same thing. Um, so we got three picks back-to-back years. And then 2027, we have four picks. Because of the Mike Conley trade, we got a Lakers pick for 2027. Oh, that's right. So that could be nice. LeBron will be gone, right? Yeah, we'll take so the So it's pick. top four protected, but still could be a lottery pick in 2027. So I don't know. We've got a lot of picks. Like, we can trade some of those, you know. Like, if Luka's not feeling so good about the Mavericks, maybe we could try and send some of those picks to the Mavericks, you know. That's true. <laughs> maybe whoever the next star is that kind of wants out, you know, we've got all the picks. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, I don't know, I, I kind of look at the, the Thunder. kind of seems like they went a little overboard sometimes. Like, they're just loaded and like how many yeah. more – how many more top five Sam picks Presti. can you add? Yeah. <laughs> Him and all. Danny Ainger going 1v1 for all these picks. Yeah, for real. And clearly the Jazz don't know how to tank, so I guess we got to use other people's picks to get good draft picks. So. <laughs> good. Yeah, well, I don't think we have a reason to tank this year with um, our pick being gone. Yeah, um, so I guess with that, kind of predict, like, how many wins. Um, so the Jazz, for, like, betting odds, they have – 150 to 1 odds for the championship. Um, the only teams worse than the Jazz are the Spurs, Hornets, and Pistons. So Vegas says, well, at least do better than them. So they kind of have, I think, the outside world, they don't really know, they don't really have that much confidence in the Jazz this year. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of, if they do well, they'll definitely be underrated. They'll definitely overperform. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I was kind of thinking about for wins. I... I would say we'd be around 500. Um, I think last year we had 37 wins. Yeah, 37 and so 45. I, I think John Collins could get us maybe like three more wins, so I'd say like 40 and 42. Nice. That's crazy. We we actually didn't talk about this, but I, I have <laughs> the Jazz going 40 and 42 as well, Dang, okay. landing the 10th seed, taking that last play-in spot. But I don't I don't know. I feel like we say this every offseason, but I feel like the West just keeps getting better. And uh, – that's definitely going to be the hardest part. I I kind of, I don't know, some teams that I think got better in the West, I think the Grizzlies got slightly better with Marcus Smart. I just think he's a little bit of an upgrade. Over they don't have Jaw, though. That's true. I, I did forget he was going to be out. But he'll, he'll um, be back. The, the Suns obviously got better. Well, depending on who you ask, I think obviously Bradley Beal is a pretty good talent. Warriors got better, although that's, you know, we'll see how that experiment goes with Chris Paul. Lakers have kind of just been slowly getting better. Thunder just got a bunch of young guys that are just going to keep rolling. They're up and coming. Yeah. I, this one might be a hot take, but I think the Blazers roster as a whole is a little bit better. Um, we'll talk about the Dame pick later, yeah, by the way. Yeah, we will talk about yeah, the Dame pick. No, that was wild. But I think that their roster is a little more well-rounded, so I wouldn't put it past them. To, to be a little bit better. Uh, and this isn't saying much, but I do think that the Spurs got better. <laughs> Slightly <laughs> better. Maybe they'll get the second pick this year. Uh, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, and the only teams that I really put that got worse was the Clippers and Pelicans only because, like, we don't even know which of their stars are going to play, and we can't, you know, I don't know. But Yeah, I feel like I could dive into a lot of those teams. Um, I, I'd say probably my sleeper pick out of those, um, like outside the Jazz that could do well this year, is the Thunder. Because mm. they got, I don't know, how many of you listeners know Chet Holmgren? Um, he was the number one pick, right? Yeah. He or was, number two. Number two? Yeah. Um, he looks He looks amazing. Um, he's skinny, so he's quick, and he can block shots. He can shoot. So, I don't know. They, last year, they were kind of just – they didn't really have a center that they could go to. Um, and they they have Chet Holmgren coming in, so he'll be easily in that spot. So, I, I don't know. I'd say the Thunder are my sleeper pick. Um, but with the Jazz, yeah, I guess we were on the same page for about 40 wins. So, yeah, maybe fun, we'll look back at that. It'll be fun to see the, the first Chet Holmgren-Victor Wimbanyama matchup, that's for sure. Beast, be yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Neither of them are going to be able to score on Walker Kessler, though. No, definitely not. No. DPOY. What would you say is the biggest question mark on this Jazz roster this year going um, into the season? Definitely the playmaking, like we were talking about earlier. I don't know who's going to be able to fill Mike Conley's shoes. Um, in the past, we've had Ricky Rubio, right? He's been a great facilitator. We've had Donovan Mitchell was even a pretty good passer um, to an extent. And Mike Conley was amazing um, at that. Um, even Joe Ingles, right? Um, but I don't really know who on this roster is going to take that role. Um, first, it'd be Colin Sexton, maybe Keontae George, but he's just a rookie, right? So, yeah, I don't really know the playmaking. To be honest, that's probably... What about you? Um, I don't know. I'm not super sure about the sizing of our lineups. I mean, I'm... We're going to obviously talk about John Collins here in a minute, but um, adding him is just kind of an interesting move. I think it's kind of, like, presumed that he's going to take that four spot in our lineup, but, like, that leaves, you know, Kessler's a seven-footer, Markinen's a seven-footer, John Collins himself is, he's only 6'9", I guess he'll be the short of the three. But I don't know, that seems like a, a pretty big lineup, so it would be interesting to see does Will Hardy keep that the lineup all year? Do we, like, run some smaller lineups? You know, obviously... Could you could you see uh, John Collins playing the five? I can see it. I mean, I think he's had a couple seasons where he's averaged over over a block and a half. So, I mean, he's he's definitely not a bad rim protector. I wouldn't say great, but obviously yeah. not. Should we just get into John Collins? Sure, might as well, yeah. Um, so, I was looking at his stats... And he had one year where he was maybe even like a two-year stretch, his like second and third season where he was amazing. Um, So I'm looking at his stats. He averaged 19.5 and then 21 points per game those two seasons. He shot 40% from three one year and 39 the next. So he's been a knockdown three-point shooter from the corner. Actually, um, I don't know if you see like – ESPN or whoever it is puts out the video of like who's the best at each spot on the court. I don't know if you've seen that video. Oh yeah, it's like corner and like top of the key, different spots. John Collins was actually the worst corner three shooter oh, last goodness. year, <laughs> so he was only twenty nine percent. So big, big decrease for him. But he has shown in the past that he can be a forty percent shooter from three. Um, and I feel like he's gonna need to, um, he's gonna need to elevate his three point shooting if our team's gonna have success. 
Um, It'll definitely be interesting to see what role he plays for us. I mean, like, I just put in my notes, dunk contest champ, question mark. Because, I mean, <laughs> you know, in Utah, we got a pedigree here. It's like every every five years, I feel like, and we're, we're coming. I mean, maybe not. Who, who, who won it um, on the Jazz? So we've had, at least in recent history, we had Jeremy Evans. That's right. Yeah. And then, he did, like, the art, uh-huh. like, where he drew his, that was sick, that yeah. dunk. He was a beast. And obviously, Donovan Mitchell, high flyer. And uh, I don't know. I think we're we're. It's about did Dar- did Daryl Griffith ever win it? Oh, I don't know. Actually, I know Donovan Mitchell definitely imitated him in that one dunk, right? I think so. Yeah, I'm not sure. But uh, I don't know. I put dunk on this jump. We've obviously seen John Collins is very physical in the paint, which is exciting. It definitely opens up a a whole new part of our offense um, if we can get some threats in the paint. And, you know, hopefully we see that stuff from Walker Kessler, too. But we know John Collins can already do that. And so I'm hoping that, you know, he can be that for us this year. For sure. Um, For you listeners, Daryl Griffith actually never won a dunk contest. Mm. But um, his nickname is Dr. Duncanstein. Yeah, that's right. He was was a good dunker in his day. But, but yeah, kind of with that, John Collins, if we can get the 20... 2019-2020 version of John Collins, I'm I'm excited for that. Um, but if he can't shoot from the corner, um, that's going to kind of be kind of be hard to say. Um, but yeah, I guess another cool detail I found out about John Collins, um, some of you may not know, but he was born in Layton, Utah. Um, grew up as a military family, so he moved around a lot. But he was born in Utah, which is pretty pretty sick. Yeah, that is dope. Not a lot of not a lot of Utah guys in the NBA, or I don't even know if I can think of any right now. But yeah, that's cool. That he, I was reading, it says he doesn't like claim Utah. Didn't he like Mm-mm. go to high school somewhere else? But I don't know how long he was here. But his yeah. hospital where he's born, Layton Utah says Layton, so we we roll with Rick. Wikipedia. Yeah, we'll we'll claim him as our <laughs> own, especially now. Yeah, but it should be exciting. I saw an article the other day. On Twitter, I can't remember. It might have been ESPN where he was talking. He was talking a little bit of shade on the on the Hawks, saying they were stunting his growth. So hopefully, he feels a little more at home here. Literally, <laughs> this is home. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we'll have to see. He's definitely going to be like one of the X factors this year with him coming in. Could be like last year we had Larry Markkinen come in. New new situation. The Jazz for some reason like somebody will be playing like average somewhere else they'll get traded to the jazz or they'll sign at the jazz and their career will take off yeah right i think we've seen that with a lot of players so i feel like that could definitely happen for john collins where he comes here he knows his role right there's no put your ego at the door we play our player brand of basketball and he can um, elevate his game here just like Laurie did yeah absolutely yeah we uh we should we should be in for a treat, I think, with all the new guys we got coming in. Uh, it's been kind of a crazy off season for NBA as a whole. You know, FIBO going on, of course. Um, you waking up at uh, <laughs> seven a.m. or when? <laughs> yeah, whenever the time is to watch FIBA. No, definitely not. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm always down to support our boys in in the white and blue, but I don't know if I'm ready to watch you know Slovenia against France. Or whatever, but. <laughs> As much as I love Gobert, but uh, yeah, I'm not, how do you feel I'm like pers- our guys did? I'm personally not waking up that early either. <laughs> I'll see it on the TV, and I'll be like, yeah. I mean, that looks interesting, right? But maybe I'll watch the highlights later, catch yeah. up. 
Um, okay. So for the Jazz for FIBA, um, we had at least five players. I also think Lucas Semantich might have played. Do you know? On Slovenia with Luka. Uh, yeah, I don't know. One of those Croatia or, or Serbia or Slovenia. I think Lucas Semantich was on there as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, I saw some highlights of Laurie Markkinen on mm-hmm. Finland. I think he, he averaged 24 points per game for Finland. And just, like, yeah, he, he looked bad. amazing. Like, they – I don't know who else is on Finland. Sorry to you. Um, <laughs> I don't know your names. But Laurie Markkinen looked like he was carrying that team. Yeah. Yeah, he, unfortunately, yeah, him and uh, him and Jordan Clarkson, who was obviously playing for the Philippines, they didn't make it out of into the tournament or whatever. So they, we didn't get to see them a whole lot other than those early games. But um, I, uh, how I was, many points per game do you think Jordan Clarkson averaged? Jordan Clarkson? Yeah. Oh man, I can't even think of anybody else on Team Philippines. They they went zero and three oh, for three games. Oh, um, he averaged 26 points per 26? game, okay, that's pretty four good. rebounds, and five assists. For FIBA, that's really good, actually. That's like so, a, that's pretty high. In best player on F- Philippines. Ball, yeah. yeah, who are you most impressed with from the Jazz in uh, FIBA? Is there any other guys that stood out to you? I think, obviously, Laurie Markkinen. Um, we know last year um, he put on a show for Finland, and so this year he kind of kept that up. He also, kind of similar to Jordan, he went 0-3 mm-hmm. in the first round, Average twenty four point eight points per game, eight rebounds, just dominant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, wasn't really able to win, but he he performed well. So probably him. Um, I would also say, just shout out to Walker Kessler for being there. Yeah. <laughs> Wish he could have played more, but he was there at yeah. least. So disappointing. I saw on Twitter today Kevin O'Connor was talking about how he he claimed that was Team USA's biggest mistake was not playing Walker Kessler more. Was, uh, they seem to struggle with some bigs against other countries. They're putting Paolo at the five. Yeah, like. Paolo. Jared Jackson was he doesn't normally play the five, so it was kind of a weird, weird call. Uh, I guess Steve Kerr forgot he wasn't playing in the NBA. Couldn't play small ball in <laughs> FIBA. I really liked. Uh, I don't know if you saw Fontecchio was balling out. Italy's kind of his team during the summer. That's for sure. He how many how many points do you think he averaged? Um, well, I'm kind of cheating because I did write that one down. He's got 18. <laughs> But he's got 18 and, f- and 5 assists, 5.6 assists. Um, I don't know. That would be cool to see him take a step this year. It's cool to see him ball out over there. He could be the next coming of Ginobili. Yeah, I hope so. Who else? Who's, like, NBA players from Italy that have been good? From Italy? Um, um, well, I think Kobe was born in Italy, wasn't he? Is Dragic from Italy? Yeah, Goran Dragic. Yeah. Uh, I think, um, hmm. Yeah, who else? Google up. Yeah. Andre Bariani, if you remember him. Oh, that's right. Marco Bellinelli. Ooh. Okay, nice. Maybe Fontecchio could be the next Marco Bellinelli. That would be killer. Jazz could use that type of talk about <laughs> we need that three-point shooting. He could teach Bryce Sensabaugh how to yeah. lock in from the three. That would be nice. Uh, You got Danilo Gallinari as well. Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know. There's, like, a couple mid-names. <laughs> yeah. Nothing crazy, but... Well, he'll be the best. Hopefully, we'll we'll put him up there in Italy's Basketball Hall of Fame, huh? Heck, yeah. Heck, yeah. What did... Uh, did you see uh, the Jazz introduce their new broadcast yes. thing? What, what were your... Do you have any initial thoughts when you saw it? Um, 
I would say, as a jazz fan for like the past mm, three or four years, this is one of the happiest moments oh, yeah. that I've had. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, uh, for you jazz fans that relate to me, um, for the past however many years, it's just been hard to... The only way you can get jazz games is through cable, right? Is through those big TV providers. Um, and so finally being able to have it be easy to access is amazing. I think that it, the numbers they said in like an article is like the Jazz were able to like triple their reach to mm. people or something like that to like three million or so, I don't know. But everyone's going to be able to watch Jazz games if they want to, and it's going to be amazing. We're going to um, – I think the Phoenix Suns did the same thing. Um, they have their own streaming service similar to the Jazz. But I guess do you want to kind of explain – what it is so <laughs> what are yeah. we talking about here with the yeah with you're, the jazz? you're right a couple of teams i think yeah i think you're right the suns did it um i've heard a couple other teams thinking about doing it it'll be exciting i remember being a kid watching them on k jazz and it's cool to mm-hmm. see them back i don't know if i want to trifle with the antennas though like i used to <laughs> but um yeah so the jazz have um let's see so single games are going to sell for five dollars and then it's 15 bucks a month and then it looks like if you go bef- if you subscribe for the annual one before the twenty fourth of October, so you got about a month, then it's one hundred and twenty five bucks for the whole season. Um, and they give you a nice t shirt and hat. I don't know; it's the highlighter yellow though, so I don't I think, know. How. I think they give you tickets, right? Do they? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Oh yeah, they do. I didn't see that. But yeah, and then uh, another cool thing is you get on demand games too, so you can go back and watch every game that that you might have missed. Um, which is kind of cool. I think it. Um, the, oh, I guess the price doesn't go up before the twenty fifth, but some of the perks like the hat and the tickets mm-hmm. do. And so, get it while you can. Yeah, might as well. It's it's exciting to see. Hopefully, we'll have a lot less casual jazz fans on Twitter because we'll all be able to watch it now. <laughs> yeah, we need we need jazz fans that actually watch the games that know what they're talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're a better fan base when we actually watch the games it's kind of crazy that we have to say that but yeah but there is no excuse but this is definitely like in my opinion one of the best moments for jazz fans because it's been so long um so many people haven't been able to access the games but it makes it easy so yeah i think uh they definitely got some things to iron out i saw the uh i don't know if did you see the blackout map that they have yeah and it's like man nba and their stupid Broadcasting rule. <laughs> NBA's got to do better because uh, yeah, it, ma- it never made sense the whole league pass thing where you buy For it but real. you can't watch your own favorite team and like like who's gonna buy that if you can't watch your team and it's just crazy. But I'm glad the Jazz are making some moves so at least us here in Utah can watch it. Hopefully, yeah. If you're outside of Utah or that area, um, you can watch the Jazz on League Pass oh, that's or, true. I guess for less, can. right? I think it's only like ninety bucks a year. Um, so it's actually cheaper if you live outside of Utah. Utah's <laughs> trying to get that bread in um, for their subscription. But, um, yeah, I know a lot of people that would be willing to pay that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess um, real fast before we close out the pod, kind of want to just talk about the Dame trade. <laughs> Where were you when you found out? Oh, man. Dame? I was uh, – I think I was just, like, scrolling through TikTok, and I saw, you know, I, you never know. I – you never know how truthful things are because I feel like there's so many just reports. Like, I can't tell you how many times I saw that they were close with the Heat, right? But, but then I saw a Woj bomb, so I knew I could trust it. <laughs> and uh, 
just insane. Shout out to Adrian. Yeah, for real, dude. Come on the pod. We'll we'll take you. But uh, but yeah, dude, just a crazy trade. I'm kind of happy for Dame. I think honestly, I kind of feel like that's a better situation than Miami. But that's I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> uh, I I can't say any anything much, but. I might have predicted the Dame trade because I wore a Bucks jersey that day nice. in the morning. So I thing was I was at school and um, just going to, through my classes, I was wearing a Giannis jersey. Um, shout out for those of you who don't know me, I went to Wisconsin on my mission. So oh, that's right. I'm I love the Jazz. If I had to choose a second team, it might be the Bucks. So I'm super excited. Um, but yeah, found out about the Dame trade. Everyone's coming up to me <laughs> randomly like, "Hey, you're the guy with the Bucks jersey. What do you think about the Dame trade?" Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm excited about it. I don't, I don't know about you, but I feel like once the Bucks made that trade, I think they're the favorite to win the championship. I think so too. Um, Giannis and Dame on the like dribble handoff is unguardable. Like you saw Jokic and Jamal Murray do it um, throughout the entire playoffs. But you think about Giannis and Damian Lillard, like I don't know how you can guard that. <laughs> to be honest. So, like, that alone and their pick and roll is going to be so dominant. I don't know who's who's going to beat them. That is so true. I I think, honestly, like, we've just kind of become accustomed to this big trade thing in the NBA. But, like, this one's just the, makes the most sense of any of them we've ever seen. Like, Giannis is just, when he's going downhill to the rim, you've got to put two, three bodies on him. And that's hard to do when you got Dame Willard out at the logo ready to pull, yeah. pull the and trigger. And Chris Middleton. Yeah, and Chris Middleton's an elite scorer in his own. Yeah. When he can keep that that ankle healthy, but uh, and then you know I don't know I kind of mentioned it earlier, but I kind of feel like every team won that trade. I don't know, like Phoenix, I would say probably got the worst end of the deal, but yeah. But I also sure. feel like they have enough star power that like they added some some depth. I mean, they got like four guys, and they got rid of Aiton, who didn't want to be there for some reason. They kept mm-hmm. him, and then you know Portland got better. I don't. Sounds like they're not planning on keeping Drew, but. DeAndre Ayton's a good piece to add to that young core. I mean, I definitely think, like, I've been hearing, like, uh, some other podcasts talk about this. Um, I feel like the Blazers got a lot better package than they would have mm-hmm. gotten from the Heat. Because, um, so like, they didn't really want Tyler Hero. I don't know about you. I Honestly, we'll take him as long as we don't have to give up too much. Yeah. But <laughs> they already have Simons. They already have Scoot Henderson. They already have Shaden Sharp. Yeah. So adding another guard there just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. So um, I know that with that they're adding Drew Holiday, but he could at least give some like good veteran leadership to them as they're learning, and they could flip him for probably at least a first round pick. Yeah, and you know as a Jazz fan, I'm totally, I'm totally all day in for just giving big markets the middle finger. I mean like, <laughs> like they think they can just send Hero. I think I saw the proposed trade was. Jaime Jaquez and Nikoli Jovic, not Jokic. Jovic. Jovic. <laughs> yeah. He's like, by the way, he just graduated out of high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so I don't know. I mean, like no team's going to take that for Dame Lillard. And I saw I saw a report today that Toronto was trying to make a deal, but they didn't want to include Siakam, uh, Scotty Barnes, or OG Anadobi. And it's like, I don't know who else you Got to give one. Yeah, like, so I'm happy for the Blazers. They got... You know, Don, DeAndre Ayton's a great piece. I mean, it, it wasn't working in Phoenix, but he's had some moments where he's been dominant, so hopefully that works for them. Get back to the Ayton we saw in the playoffs um, yeah. against the Bucks. Who knows? Maybe maybe we'll see a rematch this year with the Suns and the Bucks in the championship. 
because um, the Suns look really good as well. I, I love how they added depth um, to their team because I know last year in the playoffs when they were playing um, the Nuggets, um, they just didn't have a whole lot of depth. De- Devin Booker, can't ask for much more from him. Kevin Durant, can't ask much more from him either. Um, but they just didn't really get anything from, like, Torrey Craig or, like, um, those, like, bench players or that kind of other starter in the starting lineup. Um, and so I really like Yuta Watanabe on that team. Um, one of the only NBA players from Japan. He's been a 40% three-point shooter. Um, and I really like um, really like Grayson Allen as well because um, he was as a Jazz fan, of course. We, we love our Jazz players, but he was really good for the Bucks as well last season with knocking down the three-point shot. Yeah, absolutely. I think Grayson Allen has a little – I know he gets a lot of hate, but he adds a little bit of nasty to that roster. That's kind of what they need. Yeah, right? they need something off yeah, the bench. Yeah, they're a little right? soft, I think. That's what uh, – you know, that's my it's probably opinion. what Stephen A. Smith would say. Yeah, <laughs> so she's out Chris Paul. I mean, you might argue with Chris Paul there too, but but um, we're uh, we're grateful that you could join us for our podcast. We uh, we look forward to in the next coming weeks. Season starts in a couple weeks. Kind of tackling the first couple weeks preseason and uh, talking as NBA's always got something going on this time of year. So. Yeah, if you listen to this podcast all the way through, um, share it with a friend. Um, We want to reach more jazz fans. Um, We'll try and post this around the internet. Um, But yeah, um, just want to be like two regular guys, just talk about jazz. And we want to hear like your opinions and kind of what you feel about the jazz this season. Um, How many wins do you think they'll have? Um, But yeah, with that, I guess we'll close. Peace.